Welcome to the Doug Adams Show. I am Doug Adams. Welcome aboard. Today is May 4th, 2020. Tomorrow is my mother's birthday. Hi, Mom. I hope you're proud of me. Of course she's not, but that's beside the point. She tried, though, as Merle Haggard would say. She did try, no doubt about it. She really, really did. And I think she did okay. She did all right. Especially considering that rotten scoundrel husband, Marvin, she had. But that's beside the point. Um, he was a good guy. Unfortunately, he wasn't overly skilled at keeping a job. So uh, they had to go their separate ways after years and years of uh, torturing each other, probably. Anyway, um, today I'm going to talk about how I helped uh, a crazy dude make a huge Coleman cooler full of meth back in the early 90s, probably 92. Out in the Sacramento area uh, I didn't do drugs Still don't uh, Doesn't mean I haven't I just didn't do drugs then And I don't now Never been a hardcore drug person um, But uh, Since I didn't do drugs uh, I was suggested by a mutual friend Someone who knew this guy and someone who knew me. Hey, why don't you get Doug to help you out? And the person who did this, did this on a regular basis. He lived in a huge, huge, huge house. Uh, probably at that time, one of the people in California, most productive people in Northern California. Uh, so uh, I was promised $10,000 to help this individual out to make this. He was a true cook long before any television shows were done about it and uh, I guess everybody knew it wasn't good for you but it was probably before everybody knew exactly how bad it was for you um, it was just something some people did I personally knew that it wasn't a good idea so I didn't do it uh, but uh, so what happened was uh, because I was dependable, reliable, and I didn't do drugs, and I was honest, and I wasn't going to steal anything from anybody, uh, I got the gig, and uh, this individual and I, let's make up a name. Well, I'll tell you his name. His first name was Dino. And uh, his story is he was a cop in the San Francisco area, and... Uh, he was in an altercation and was getting uh, his ass whipped. And uh, there were some, there was a great delay in, in, in his buddies, in, in his buddies and his co-workers, the police officers, getting to him. And he ended up getting beaten very badly. Ended up losing his hearing. And that's when he said, okay, I'm no longer a good guy. I'm now a bad guy. And uh, he, he made a lot of money. He had a bar over in West Sacramento called Dino's Bar and No Grill. Uh, he was married to a homecoming queen uh, of class of 1981 of West Sacramento. Her name was Kelly. Very attractive lady. Anyway, so uh, how the, um, the actual business part of this thing, the actual what actually happened after he finds out that I'm, you know, dependable, reliable, and honest and all that good stuff. Well, it's a Saturday. And we go around to all the stores. I'm not sure if Home Depots were out back then, but 
um, stores like that. I think maybe they were. I'm not sure. But it was actually stores like that uh, to get all kinds of different stuff. Um, uh, if I remember right, Ajax, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Tubes, uh, just all kinds of tape, just all kinds of stuff. Now, back then, red frost, phosphor, phosphorus, which I'm not familiar with. I have Googled it in the past, wondering what exactly is this stuff? Well, I think at this point, it's no longer available in the United States. That's why you hear people talking about how, how people make you know excursions to go get a bunch of different stuff at different stores. Well, back then, the recipe he used, one of the main ingredients was red phosphorus, and he would order it from China, have it delivered to his house via UPS, and tip the UPS guy very well for the huge amounts of red phosphorus he was receiving. Uh, and so all these ingredients and all this different equipment that we bought from a couple of different places as a matter of fact is a saturday as i said we went around in his truck he had a camper shell over it put all this stuff in the truck um and i think there was some stuff hanging out of the back on the way up i know for sure there wasn't a way down where we had to have a red flag which was scary to me because a red flag actually is a red flag okay but anyway on the way back it was spooky as hell for me but anyway so we go up to uh, northern california in the redding area and we're driving up into the mountains okay well first of all we get the stuff all day long then we're at a denny's or something like that and we're eating it's just getting ready to get dark and all of a sudden we see these cops we have all this crazy stuff in the back of this truck okay which people will be going uh, when i say people i mean law enforcement would be going uh, exactly what is this, uh, gentlemen? Well, and they would know exactly what it was. So I was nervous from the get-go. We were having our last meal there at Denny's or wherever in Sacramento. And all of a sudden, all these sirens start going off. I mean, there's cop cars flying everywhere. And I know, thankfully it's not for us, <laughs> has nothing to do with us. So Dino, since he's on his feet, he's the, he's a, thinking on his feet type individual he says let's go now's the time to fly he was right so we got in the truck and we headed north to Reading, and we drove and drove and drove and as i said it was getting dark we, and it was way past dark by the time we got to Reading. i don't know exactly how far Reading is from sacramento but it's pretty far north uh and it was late <clears throat> we got there i as i said it was a saturday and we up in the mountains, up into the hills, and we get to this trailer, this mobile home. A very nice mobile home. And I know some people might be going, dude, there's no such thing as a nice mobile home. Well, this one was, okay? So we get to this mobile home, and he has a friend that lives there. He opens the door, and, you know, they meet and introduce me and all that now let me tell you this where he actually went to people like dino had close 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 friends okay and what dino would do was say yeah um i'm going x y and z but actually that was all that was false information he would give his closest of his closest of his closest friends misinformation just complete misinformation you know, everybody thought they knew where Dino was. Dino's out of town. He's out cooking or whatever. Well, he may be out of town. And he may be out cooking or whatever. But no, they don't know where he is. 
but he probably never even told people he was out cooking, but I think people knew. He was the man. He was absolutely the man in Sacramento. Um, and so anyway, so we're at this guy's house and on the inside, you, he actually has like, uh, like stuffed animals in his house, like that he had killed bears, bear heads, deer head, elk, whatever, just weird stuff. All it was a very nice place actually, but he had, I mean, all around the inside. And of course it was a double wide. <clears throat> it was at least a double wide. Um, and I think we actually sat down that evening at a table and they talked to me probably just to make sure I wasn't, who knows what, who knows why they talked to me, you know, I have no idea, but anyway, that, yeah, they talked to me, uh, this Dino, this individual, and then his wife, we all had a short conversation and then they said, Hey, you know, let's, uh, let's go out here and check this out. So we walk, 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 walk. And we're walking out in the middle of nowhere, and there's actually kind of a cliff. And, um, you know, they start slow. And they have guns on them, by the way. Uh, and uh, and I happen to not have one, by the way. So um, we're walking, and we're walking toward this cliff. And uh, really out in the middle of, of, truly out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm, and I'm walking ahead. They slow down. And I keep walking ahead, and they're right behind me. I cannot see them. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, if these people decide that maybe I'm not the guy for the job, they could kill me right now. And I thought, well, you know, true. I mean, this conversation wasn't going on in my head over a long period of time. It was just split-second knowledge. So I kept walking, trying to show no fear. No fear, as they say. And apparently I succeeded. I don't know. I mean, I know they could have killed me. They wanted to use me. So if they were going to kill me, they'd kill me afterwards and not pay me the 10000 that I was promised. That would be the way to do it. But anyway, thankfully they didn't kill me afterwards either. So I was walking. Uh, I knew I could have been off at that time. I guess I, I felt like I kind of passed the test. Uh, and so we went back and there was this huge shed. And behind this huge shed was stuff stacked. Um, I don't know what it was like. Maybe some bicycles, maybe some uh, toolboxes, um, stuff like that. Just stuff behind this really big shed. And so we moved that. And then... I think there were some blankets or some fake grass. We removed that. And then there was a board, a bunch of boards, flat boards. We lifted that up. And ta-da! That was the equipment he was going to use to cook with. And that I was going to assist him with. And so we removed, up, removed that. And he started rocking and rolling that night. I mean, this guy... And he did wear the white protective suit. He coughed quite a bit. Um, I think, from what I understand, that when a lot of that stuff gets into your skin and soaks into your body, it's actually something that can't be undone. And I think he had done it so much that he was actually sick from that stuff. Um, 
whatever it is that comes in into your body. And so my job was to watch the beakers, I think, make sure stuff doesn't blow up, make sure it doesn't spill. I had a very easy job. So he would do his thing. It's all in this little room, kind of little, but anyway, it's in this room. He would do his thing. He'd say, okay, now you watch this. And he would go sleep for a while. And part of the agreement was that even though he was sick, if he started to die, do not, under any circumstances, call an ambulance or take him to the doctor. That's how sick he was. Um, so I didn't. And I think this was a period of about three days. And uh, it, was a, it was successful. There, I don't even know how much it weighed. All I know, there was a lot of it. And it basically filled up a Coleman cooler. Uh, you know, I'm not saying if you poured sand into a Coleman cooler that it was like that much, like filling up a Coleman cooler. But it was like in the packages or whatever it was, filled up a whole Coleman cooler. So uh, three days or so, this goes on. Like I said, it, it was successful. We head back down to Reading. And this is where the, the pipe sticking out of the back of the truck uh, with the red flag. And I have no idea what that pipe was, what it was for. I think I kind of tried to tell him, hey, maybe we shouldn't even have that thing, whatever it was. But he was the boss. He was the man. And uh, that's something he used to call people. Okay, boss. Okay, boss. That's what he would always say. And he, he had a hearing aid. Um, and so he always talked, not funny, but when he said that word, you could always tell, okay, you know, there's something going on with the hearing here. And I think the hearing was involved with the beating he got when he claimed, he claims he was a cop. So, and by the way, he is mentioned in a book called Murder on F Street. Uh, a long time ago, there was a lady there in Sacramento that lived on F Street. Who, uh, who had a big house, and she would have transients people, people that, you know, uh, weren't necessarily well-established in the area, but were still getting Social Security checks or maybe uh, disability checks, uh, and she would rent out to them. Well, what happened was she started killing them, and she kept collecting their, their checks. As I said, the name of the book is Murder on if Murder on F Street, and he is specifically mentioned in that book. Uh, he was a witness against her, against her, actually. Uh, she was his ex-mother-in-law. Uh, and he would, uh, anyway, long story short, he's, he's the kind of guy that you want to stay on his good side. Uh, and uh, at all costs. Uh, so, as I said, that was... In reference to the hearing aid, that specific aspect is referred to in that book, Murder on F Street. It's an old book now, uh, but uh, and I think I've looked through it. Maybe it, I'm not impressed. I mean, yeah, that's him. Okay, no big deal. Um, so we're going back down. When I say down, because we're coming down from the mountains. Coming down back from Reading. And we stop again at another place, like a Denny's or something like that. And it's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not hungover because there was no alcohol involved. But I am a little bit exhausted, to be honest with you, because the the weird hours that were involved in that. Um, 
So, um, but we did stop at Denny's, and he 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 certainly had a a way of keeping waitresses entertained, um, and he uh, he treated them well. And uh, anyway, so we're heading back into uh, into Sacramento, and he goes. Uh, So, uh, are you interested in doing this again? At this point, he owes me $10,000. <laughs> and I said, uh, he said, should I? I said, should I? Should I do it? Should I do it again? And he said, if you do, you're a fool. So. I'm not a fool, so of course I didn't do it. But the job wasn't over yet. Uh, so Dino, the star of the show, the star of Sacramento and West Sac, as I said, he owned a bar over there, and that was just a few of his associates. People that knew him. He knew everybody. Everybody knew him. Uh, the show wasn't over. The job wasn't done. Uh... Like I said, he gave everybody misinformation as to where he was, you know, and when he would be back. So, of course, he's back and he's going to be arriving back in Sacramento. He doesn't even want people, want people to know when he's back in Sacramento. And he certainly doesn't want people to know why he was gone from Sacramento. So, I was given the job of babysitting this Coleman cooler full of meth for... Uh, at least about a day and a half, two days, something like that. Quite a while. Long enough that I was nervous about having a whole Coleman cooler full of meth. And so he, we got a motel for me. And that Coleman cooler was taken up into that motel. And so I sat there with that rascal while he went ahead and, uh, you know, went back home. He had a wife. He had kids. Um and reestablished himself at home. There's no drugs around. You know, you know what I mean? He couldn't come barging into town with 10 pounds, and I think that's what it was, at least, of meth. It's quite apparent, yes, Dino went and did what he did. And maybe everybody knew anyway. But uh, So I, 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 I was there babysitting that, and... Um, there were times where I saw cop cars outside of the motel room driving around more than one and on more than one occasion. Um, and yes, I was quite nervous. Okay, so eventually that was a wrap. He got his stuff. I did not get paid at that point, though I eventually did get paid. I ended up getting paid 5000 and the person who brought the 5000 to me took a few hundred out, so I don't know exactly how much I made. I think probably 43 something like that. They may have taken 700 and that's really not bad, actually, for the early 90s and for like two or three days' work, 4300 bucks. Not bad. I'd never do it again, and I'm not proud of that. This is just a fact. So, a different era. We all knew it wasn't good for us. We just didn't know how bad it was. That's the story.
There's more to it before that, and there's more to it after that, but we're going to stick with that. Thanks for joining me on the Doug Adams Show, where we talk all day and dream all night. Remember, you don't have to show up pretty at the Doug Adams Show. Just show up, and we'll go from there.